You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. It's a new year and maybe a new opportunity to create a spending plan. What are some of the best practices and where do we start? Well, Faith and Finance Live host Rob West is joining us with some practical help on this topic. Rob, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us today. Good morning. It's great to be with you. Yeah, if you say that other word, I'm cutting your mic. So you just have to stick with the spending plan, okay? Yeah, I'm going to stay far from the B word. All right. (laughs) Very good. All right. Why is this, no matter what words we use to describe it, why is it such a struggle for us? Well, because we think that we're constricting ourselves or limiting ourselves. It's kind of like the diet word, right? Do we really want to deprive ourselves of what we really want to do? And yet, it couldn't be further from the truth. A spending plan is simply a plan in advance for how I'm going to allocate God's money. It's giving every dollar a job or a name, which is key to accomplishing your goals. So you have God-given goals. Money is a tool to accomplish those, whether that's increasing your giving or saving for the future or paying down debt, whatever it might be. Well, the only way you're ever going to be able to accomplish those is by living within your means. That means a plan. So you have margin available to accomplish those. So I think if we flip the script and see it as something that can reflect my personality and even my hobbies, but it's just a plan in advance that's going to allow me to accomplish my goals, perhaps we could get past some of the stigmas. You've used the word goals, I think, three or four times now. Is that our our biggest problem? We don't start there and say, okay, this is what I want to accomplish or want to get to. Without that plan, without that, that goal in sight, there's really no plan that'll get us anywhere. Yeah, that's exactly right, Eric. And I think you're right. I think the starting point is to step back and say, why? Why am I doing this? And what is it? what's really important to me? I mean, think about this. The way we handle money is the clearest indicator into what's important to us, what we value. So it tells a story. The question is, are you happy with that story? And perhaps there are things you're not able to do because you're not allocating your resources appropriately. So yes, stepping back and starting with what are my values and priorities? Where is God taking me or where is God taking us as a married couple? And then how do we create a plan around that is really the is really the essential piece. So let's talk about creating that plan. What are some of those practical tips that you give your listeners as they call them with this type of question? Yeah, a couple of things. Number one is the starting place is just to capture everything. So there's those things you get a bill for. Those are easy. What about the things you don't get a bill for? Those are those discretionary items that really can be the budget busters. We've got to capture those. We've even got to capture the non-recurring items. So think twice a year insurance premiums or Christmas once a year. We've got to get a monthly amount in for all of those so we get the total spending picture on a monthly basis, but over uh, 12 months. Then we got to compare that to our income because so often, especially now with high inflation, we're actually living beyond our means and maybe we don't realize it. That's why that credit card debt is creeping up. That's why there's now over a trillion dollars with a T owed on credit cards. That's really scary. So that's the beginning point. The the next place then is to look at whether or not we do have that margin or we're living right up to the edge or even maybe beyond. And that's where we have to do the hard work to go in and start cutting and trimming. And, you know, it starts with the cat. Food is going to be a big one that you can start with right away. 
look for those subscriptions like streaming subscriptions you don't use anymore. I mean, let's really go in there and start to cut things back so that we can get to a place where we have some margin or some cushion. Then finally, we need that system that we can use to control the flow of money that fits with our personality. So some people still use the physical envelope system that Larry Burkett talked about in the 80s. That's great if it works for you. Others love spreadsheets. Some want a smartphone solution, and that's where the FaithFi app can come in. But whatever it is, you need a system to control the flow of money once you get the plan in place. So we went and filled up the car with gas the other day, and the price was low enough. So I probably saved about $10 from what it was, I don't know, nine months ago or so. Do I take that 10 bucks and then go buy ice cream? I mean, what what, what do we do when we do find little, uh, uh, little celebrations almost? Yeah, I mean, I think number one is let's celebrate along the way as we're staying on plan. Number two is, you know, for instance, in the Faith by app, what we do is we'll, you know, once you allocate that money to one envelope and you do this digitally, you can actually go transfer it somewhere else. So, you know, you may have some savings in your case in the gas category, but something else is over. So you may, you know, transfer it over there for the month. The other thing you could do is let it build up because just because gas prices are a little bit lower, they're actually headed higher. Oh, that'll so. never happen. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so you may want to have that right in there. So as we get into those summer months, especially with what's going on in the Middle East, uh, you've got a little extra padding there. Well, you mentioned it a couple of times, the FaithFi app. Tell us a little bit more about this tool. Yeah, so our team spent years developing it. We have a team of developers that are constantly adding new features, but I believe it's the very best digital money management system out there. It's built on Larry Burkett's tried-and-true envelope system, but in a simple, beautiful smartphone interface. It allows you three different options for your budgeting, and here's what that means. So we recognize some people are more hands-off and directional. They just want to know, what am I spending? Automatically categorize it. Just let me look at it and see it so I know what's going on all the way to those who are hands-on and detailed that want the digital envelope system where they can see what's in their checking and savings and then move that into, not physically moving the dollars, but in the app, move that into each of your digital envelopes. So at any point in the month, you can see, hey, what do I have left in the eating out budget? What's left in the fuel category? Do we need to make some changes or course corrections? It's all there. It's really simple to use, and you can download it on our website at faithfi.com. Just click app or just search for FaithFi in your app store. So that sounds great, but how come I keep stubbing my toe? How come there's these things that seem to be roadblocks? Every time I get started, something happens, it seems like. What, What do I do with these things that just pop up all of a sudden? Yeah, and those are going to be there, and I think the key is to make sure that you're realistic when you set up the budget. Don't miss those things that aren't you know, obvious. Again, you're going to need to get things in there that are monthly where you're saving. Another thing that trips people up is when you have variable income, and so you've got to watch for that as well. And what I would say is look back over the last six months, see what your average income was, build your budget on that. And then that way, if you have a month that has more, you keep that in savings. If you have a money that a month that has less, you pull it in from savings. But you want to try to smooth out those ebbs and flows. I think the key is recognize this is going to be bumpy. And that's why we need to get together with a spouse, you know, at least once a month for a money day to look at where we need to make course corrections. 
because that's going to happen. And then having that emergency fund on top of that is really key. Well, creating a plan um, when you're talking about with a couple does take two to come together. Any tips on doing exactly that? Because it does take, I don't know, does it take compromise? Does it take seeing it the same direction, the same way when so often a couple may be seeing money differently? Just talk about coming together and some tips on that aspect. Yeah, it's a great question because no doubt we're going to have different money personalities. One's a spender, maybe one's a saver. I think starting with the why is really key. And we said that a few minutes ago. We've got to back up and say, why are we doing this? What are our values? Why is this important to us? Then secondly, not making it limiting, not trying to control one person or the other, making sure we're both reflected in the budget. So perhaps we each have our own little you know, spending fund that we can do whatever we want with that allows us to do the things that are enjoyable to us. Maybe one prefers to stop at a copy shop frequently and another has a hobby, but let's get those in there. And then third, when we come together to look at it and make course corrections, no finger pointing, let's work together. But if we have this plan and we know that it's ultimately going to allow us to accomplish what's important to us, then perhaps we can make those sacrifices in the short term and feel good about it. And I guess the, the, what we're trying to avoid is is debt and issues like that, but also arguments and, and conflict. And, and a lot of times this is where that conflict really sparks numerous other conflicts, isn't it? It's exactly right. My friend Shanti Feldon, the Harvard researcher, she wrote the book Thriving in Love and Money. She said there was really three things that helped to overcome conflict in marriage over money, which, by the way, 70% of couples have conflict in this area. Number one was uh, to make sure you were communicating. We know that's key for every aspect of marriage. Uh, The second, though, was to have cushion. And that was this idea that it wasn't a matter of your income. It was a matter of whatever your income was you were living on less than your income. And then third was understanding, knowing that you have different money personalities, knowing that you come from different backgrounds, your family financial status informs how you handle money today. Understanding where each other is coming from is so key. And when we apply those three ideas, we can perhaps move past this area of conflict. Give me one more help here because I think if I have a an idea in front of me that that helps how long does it take to to fully get this working like a i mean it's never going to be perfect this yeah. the spending plan is never going to be perfect but how long does it take realistically for me and my spouse to figure out how to make this work right yeah i think you got to give yourself at least 4 months uh, because you're going to, first of all, after the first month, you're going to realize that, oh, wow, we had no idea that was costing that right. much, or are we really spending this much over here? And, you know, so then we've got to get the budget right. Eventually, after three or four months, you're going to have that really dialed in. Now, that doesn't mean it doesn't change at that point. It will, but you're going to establish those rhythms of managing it, of course, correcting. You actually have a real budget there, and I think you'll begin to feel the pressure coming off because the next time you have to make that you know, for instance, the next time you get to Christmas and you've got, you know, it already saved because you've been doing it every month or that annual, you know, homeowners association bill comes in and you've got the money sitting there, you'll you'll just take that sigh of relief like, oh, this is why we're doing that. It feels so good to have that there. And it all comes back to that plan. Well, today on the program, I like the title, it's Act Your Wage. So it sounds like you're going to be talking a little bit more about um, living within our means today, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And really connecting how long it takes you 
you know, on a daily basis to earn what it is you're earning and make sure that you understand, you know, what you're spending and connect that back to, um, you know, the work that you're putting in and perhaps help you to see where we need to cut back in certain areas. Well, you can tune into Faith and Finance Live today and every weekday at 4 o'clock with Rob West right here on 89.3. I'm going to ask you to do something here. We just have a few seconds, but uh, we've talked about things. You make it sound so easy, but it isn't. I mean, it just it, it's difficult. Would you mind praying for us just to give us the strength yeah. to actually work through this process? I love that idea. I'd be delighted to. Father, we realize that everything we have is yours, and you've called us to really something significant, and that is to be your money manager. So, Lord, uh, first of all, would you give us wisdom? Would you give us courage to make the right choices? Lord, we want to be found faithful. It's not easy. We realize there's challenges. Some who are listening right now are really struggling financially. I just pray that you'd be near to them. Lord, remind them that you are their provider. And Lord, each day, would you just give us the ability to make the hard decisions when we need to make them? Because ultimately, we know that we'll give an account for how we've handled what you've entrusted to us. So Lord, give us wisdom. We trust you. We love you. Thank you for your provision. But most of all, thank you for your son, Jesus. So we ask this in his name. Amen. Amen. I want to encourage you too. If you did, if you thought of a question and you want to ask Rob, of course you can tune in at four. But also on his website, there's a place right there you can type in your question for Rob West. So head there today. We have a link at ericandbridget.org. Thank you, Rob, and have a great week. All right, guys. Great to be with you.